Welcome to Malpractice Podcast. started yes (laughs) you were so excited for me to say it were you been having perfect amazing content that we have been missing because we're just chilling we're off mic yeah what are we doing and sydney keeps saying you want it we should just do it live and then she like doesn't hit record (laughs) and it's like that shit's not live my dog (laughs) that's not how you do things live yeah um bill o'reilly got in trouble because he sent a text to a, a sex, sorry, to a staffer. Cute. <laughs> and he meant to say, I'll rub you down with a loofah, I think. Mm. But what he said is, I'll rub you down with a falafel. I love falafel. <laughs> I don't love Bill O'Reilly, but no. I'll take there a falafel. Are, there are people in this world who could rub me down with the falafel. Yeah. Not Bill O'Reilly. I. That's a, that's a hard ask. That's a no for me. That's a no. <laughs> that's a no for me. But there are some people. Yeah. What's that guy? That guy you think he's cute? Adam Driver. Yeah. I knew you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's cute. Some individuals say he looks like Squidward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Relatable think. content. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's handsome. He's also really tall. And I feel like that doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt you because you're a giant. Yeah. But he's also a giant. You know who else is obsessed with Adam Driver? John Oliver. He loves Adam Driver. Why? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> You're like, for the same reason, I am aggressive. He's it's done. very aggressive. But I think Adam Driver has like come on and like been okay with it. So I he's, think it's like a running cool joke. Yeah. Rasmus. When it's directed at him, I suppose so. Yes. Allegedly. Alleg- yeah, all of this is alleged. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Don't add us. Don't add us. Uh, I'm Jess. I'm Sydney. And this is Malpractice Podcast. Welcome to a podcast that, <laughs> <laughs> our, our podcast. Yeah. I know it sounds like nonsense right now, but it has a point. If, you, if you're if you here and you want to learn about mm-hmm. medical history and you want to learn about health Medi- communication, right. our, our chief, what is content. it? Chief content. Wait, hold. Chief. Content um, destroyer, Eric. <laughs> Chief content yeah, no, destroyer? Yeah, we like that? Okay. Yeah. That's his title this week. Chief content destroyer, Eric. My he, husband, if you haven't been listening. Yeah, he likes to he likes to encourage us not to talk about political stuff. But um, in the age of our Lord COVID, <laughs> we got to be talking about that stuff. Or depressing stuff. He doesn't like when we talk about yeah. depressing but. Anyway, the back to the shtick. If you if you like those things, yeah. welcome. Yeah. Maybe don't listen with your grandma. No, do people don't, do that? Don't listen. With, She's not gonna like it. I sure promise. Not your grandma. For sure, not your kids. I told my grandma I started a podcast, and she was like, "What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> like I don't give a fuck about. What that. about me? What about us? So. I'm obsessed with TikTok, and there was this TikTok, I was telling Sydney about it, and she's laughing at the description of it, so you know that shit is good. Um, This is a podcast where we <laughs> describe TikTok videos, <laughs> and... That's an idea. It's not an idea. That is an idea. That sounds idea. like a worse version of TikTok. 
No. Where you just describe them? That's not, people would love that. It's a very visual media. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but I love TikTok. I know. I thought, I think it, I love it because I'll never do it. Like, mm-hmm. I have an account, we'll post nothing, but we'll watch everything. I am about to turn 29 mm-hmm. in like a week, mm-hmm. and I am far too old for that shit to do it. Right. But Damn everyone is wife. so funny. Yeah, no, they're hilarious. Why is everyone so funny all of a sudden? Have people always been this funny? Yes, I think oh, so. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's awesome. TikTok I, is great. I have nothing but respect for people who can, like, pull something out like that. I'm impressed. There's lots lots to see. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Um, on my group team chat today, no, not today, a couple of days ago maybe, they asked this question. We do, like, question of the day mm-hmm. and it was what word do you hate spelling this is boring but i hate spelling the word thorough you know what i mean like thoroughbred like well yeah or like something is done thoroughly mm-hmm. i can never i can never spell it right mm-hmm. i literally always have to google search the word thorough Correct. i know how to spell it theoretically mm-hmm. but in practice i don't know how to spell that word it's very hard no. I don't. It doesn't come up often, but every time but I have to does, do it, yeah. I'm like, are you okay? Do you speak English? No. English and is I don't. hard, though, also. Yeah. It I is. hate spelling the word tomorrow. And I hate it because that bitch will never come out correctly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will put like 45 M's in tomorrow. And yeah. they're like, ma'am, are you even spelling a word? Well, there are words in the English language that just. That just aren't right. Mm-hmm. Like neighbor. Why does that sound like neighbor? That mm-hmm. doesn't belong there. Correct. Where's that G come from? Wednesday. <laughs> Get out Wednesday. of here. Wednesday. Um, yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. I have to say it like that. Otherwise, I can't spell it. There's other ones for sure. Yeah. What condiment would you, if you had to choose a condiment? Now I know. This is about to be wild times Look, for you. You asked me this. Mm-hmm. and. I feel like I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and it's soy sauce. Okay, so you're not going to have ketchup ever again. <sighs> well. No, I know how you like fries and ketchup. I do like fries and ketchup I a really lot. I really like ketchup with fries. <laughs> but I feel like soy sauce is so versatile. Like, you can put soy sauce on anything. Not fries. Not fries. I and, live my life oh, only no. to <laughs> fulfill my dreams of fries. Of eating french fries. Yes. That's the only reason to live. I Never heard of anything. Else. I ate French fries last night, and I'm not I sad. I did too, <laughs> and I'll do it again. Love, bop, bop, bop. That's awesome. I love French fries. I think that mm, it's a tough one because mm. I make a lot of like Asian inspired dishes. Yeah, I'd probably be healthier if I couldn't eat ketchup because I wouldn't eat French fries. Yeah, we'd be sad. I would be sad. Yeah, that's a real. Wait, what's yours? Ketchup. Uh, I like. I do like mustard I, a lot. I really like spicy mustard. I could put mustard on just about anything. I will dip crunchy pretzels into mustard. Oh, hell yeah. And I will be the happiest. I'm pretty sure you learned heard. that from me. Probably. Or I learned it from you. No, I'm pretty sure it was a team effort here. <laughs> we were like, what's delicious on a pretzel? Oh, wait, mustard. Do you ever think about how many McDonald's chicken nuggets we used to eat? Um, no, I'm working through that in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, I was like, dang, we used to go to McDonald's all the time and we would always get chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets and french fries. Yeah. It was delicious. 
those were good times. There's also, in our hometown, there's, like, not a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you want to get to the main event? You are not ready. You're not ready for this. I'm so excited. <laughs> You've been, like, hyping it up all week, and I'm so excited to hear. So we're going to talk about Dr. Linda Burfield Hazard. Okay. Um, She is really crazy. She was a sadistic quack who told her patients that she could save them Mm -hmm. if they starved themselves and they (gasps) believed her. Oh my God. I know what you're going to, I know I've heard this. Okay. Okay. I have, I've heard this from somebody did a podcast episode about this. Well, they should because she is a crazy person. Crazy. I'm so excited to hear you tell it. Okay. I can't wait because it's wild. Um, first let's figure out what it means to starve and what it does to your body so we can understand the weight of what she did. Right. So aside from the manipulation of being able to convince people to agree to starve themselves, which is just tragic, starving is super terrible and super sad. Yeah, it sounds pretty bad. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. So it's actually defined um, as a deficiency in caloric energy that is needed to maintain human life. So prolonged starvation can obviously cause organ damage and eventually death. It's a process in which there are phases. So it starts with like blood glucose levels to fats being the source of energy. After like a week of fasting, you finally end up with the usage of proteins as the sources of energy in your body. And then usually um, people actually die from like infectious diseases or wrecked immune system. So signs of starvation are like flaky skin, changes in hair color, edema i don't know edema is like um like water retention swelling well yep in the lower limbs and like a bloated abdomen and then dehydration is obviously another indicator and like that's not a good time on its own yeah this sounds terrible yeah so i think it's it's really wild like when we get into it it's she's crazy but she was like Oh, just her life. So let's talk about Linda McCreasy Townhazard. That's what I call her. So she was born in Carver County, Minnesota. She got married at age 18 and had two children. Okay, Mm -hmm. but don't worry because she left them, literally left them all, and moved to Minneapolis to get her medical career started. In 1902, not only did she appear to have killed her first patient, she also had her divorce finalized. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that was a quick turnaround on murdering someone. Right. She had two kids, then murder. While her patient did, in fact, die, she did not have a medical license, and therefore they didn't hold her accountable for the death. Huh. Because she wasn't a doctor. She wasn't a doctor. Right. Still feels like you killed someone. But they are, like, following medical advice. Oh, so it's their fault. So that's how she got away with it. Oh, wow. Which is pretty much how she gets away with everything. Um, And that sets the stage for, like, what she got away with here. Okay. She met Sam Hazard, who she married. Sam himself was wild. He ruined his military career by misappropriating, like, military funds. So that's cute. Okay. He had two previous marriages that didn't work out, one of which he actually never ended. So he ended up spending a few years in prison for bigamy, um, like, after meeting... Linda. Linda. Yeah. So he's like not a great guy. Anyway, he was said. I didn't know you could go to jail for that. For I mean, I know it's illegal, but yeah. like, okay. I'm like really into like <laughs> shows about polygamy. Uh, I know Michelle's going to be so mad about this because she thinks it's gross, but you can like, they split up your family. They like do a lot. To wow. You. Yeah. 
This is like a sister wife situation. This is yeah. Well, not him. He just like never got a divorce. But you like to watch sister wife situations. I do like sister wives. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with it because it's so fascinating. Because I just never would. I'm gonna tell Michelle to fast forward through this part. Yeah, don't invite her to listen. She's okay. gonna be mad. Sam also drank too much, and he just wasn't a great person. So they're a match made in whatever afterlife you believe in. Yeah. <laughs> they're perfect for each other okay. because they suck, both of them. Um, when Sam finally got out of prison for bigamy, they moved to Washington State where Linda began practicing her ideas of healing. She commuted by ferry to a little place in Kitsap County called Olala. Right? That, that's right. Mm-hmm. Olala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. She set up shop there and called it Wilderness Heights, and later it's known as Starvation Heights. Wow, that sounds like the last place I would want to go in the world. Yeah, I would be like, that's not a fun theme park. I don't want to go there. Also, let's be clear. I don't think I want to go to Wilderness Heights either. That sounds like a cult. Mm, Yeah, it sounds like a cult or like a hike I don't want to (laughs) do. Yeah, okay. I could see it going Sounds like a hike Eric (laughs) wants to do that I don't want to do. Sounds like a hike that Eric wants to bully us into. He has done, he's done that. The locals of that area, Olala, were, um, thought her ideas were interesting and cool. It has a really like holistic hippie-esque vibe in that area. And she began instructing people to starve themselves to death. And even though people were dying right and left, others kept coming. Honestly, I feel like if you're going to have a hippie starvation cult, Washington State is where you do it. <laughs> oh, I don't know anything about Washington State. There's lots of serial killers and tons of hippies. I'm so. never going to go there. <laughs> no thanks. Um, I might go. I don't know. Yikes, no. I'm not allowing that. So she's practicing medicine, right? But like, what did she practice? She actually had no medical degree, but was licensed to practice medicine. How does that happen? So I looked this up, right? Because okay. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> How? I was like, I'm confused. Um, there's a loophole in Washington State that grandfathered in some people who practice alternative medicine without degrees. I told you, Washington State. Just be fucking nuts. <laughs> like, alter- I don't like the phrase alternative medicine. I like the phrase accepted and tried and true medicine. Peer-reviewed <laughs> medicine is what I like. Can we be more serious about our medicine? I want doctors who practice peer-reviewed, licensed, boarded. Boring medicine. Boring medicine. Yeah. Yeah, well, you keep can't it, even... Keep it as plain Jane as possible for me. That. So she, um, the state of Washington licensed her to be a quote-unquote fasting specialist, which, like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, <laughs> a fasting specialist just, like, don't eat or what? It's interesting to me that they have a special process for that. What are they licensing her to do? Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> she believed that the root of all disease was actually in food. So she, like... Every single disease that exists, she was like, well, that's actually has to do with the food you put in your body. And instead of being like a dietitian or a nutritionist who's like, eat the right food, she was like, how about we eat no food and see how long we can do that? As someone who may or may not have dabbled with like an eating disorder, that sounds like an eating disorder. Yeah. She like encouraged people to have eating disorders. That was like her whole basis of what she believed was right. Mm-hmm. So a winner. Yeah. But she, um, so she actually wrote a super crazy book, um, Fasting for the Cure of Disease. You can still purchase this book, like, on Amazon. Ew. And in the book, one of her, like, most famous crazy quotes is, appetite is craving, hunger is desire. 
Craving is never satisfied, but desire is relieved when want is supplied. Isn't that weird to Ew. be referring to food? That honestly sounds like she needs some therapy and French fries. Mm-hmm. If I ever. And a little ketchup. <laughs> she a little loves ketchup herself. on the side if you love yourself. So the health director of Seattle cited this grandfather clause as the reason that they couldn't intervene in her practice. Because people obviously were like, wait a minute. And people were dying and they would investigate. But he was like, well, like they're going to her, right? So the license that I'm referring to is the one that came from nothing and no medical education. And people were signing up to participate. He said if she began treating children then and they were dying, then they would intervene. And like maybe that's because children can't consent. So it's like abuse on the parents' part. Right. Maybe. Yeah, it feels like in a lot of the episodes that we've done recently, um, consent keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. So if you're a listener, if you're a mal pal, and you're like moving into some kind of medical space where you're being treated by someone, it's just important to keep informed consent in mind uh, for yourself. Yeah. Like if you're embarking on a medical, a quest to get medical care, mm-hmm. think about... Damn, it has to be a quest. <laughs> it is a quest. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a full-on odyssey. Yeah. So keep informed consent in mind for yourself. And if at any point someone is not communicating well what they're planning on treating you with, or if they're taking your genetic information, or if <laughs> they're to last week's episode, absolutely keep informed consent in mind for yourself. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, thought, I think about that all the time when I'm looking into stuff. Now I'm like, dang, if they only knew better. Yeah, like, well, we'll get. Well, I'm not gonna say we'll get into it, but in this case, patients were like manipulated out of their consent too. Yeah, it's just important to advocate for yourself. For sure. Yeah. Um. So these patients were willing participants, and she had a loyal followers. Some said that patients were actually afraid of her and, like, couldn't look her in the eye or disobey her because she was, they call her, like, presence commanding. I call it psychotic, but here we are. And that's where the manipulation comes in. Not only were people seeking out help here, but they were scared. And I also read that people, like, theorized that she was hypnotizing patients. Oh. And so she was the real witch about it. She sounds kind of scary. Yeah, she's very scary looking, too. She could probably trick me into starving. No. She sounds terrifying. She did a really good job of tricking everyone. Well, and if somebody comes at you from a position of, like, power and knowledge, sometimes you feel like you can't refute whatever they're telling you. And that's also a myth. Yeah. Like, you have to stand up for yourself or you're going to starve. So this little Alala was a fairy's ride from Seattle. And in the 1910s, this is all, this is when this is happening. And like, I can't think of anything good that was happening in the 1910s. Can you? <laughs> nope. Right. No. Nope. Can, if you can, please let us know. I'm happy to be wrong here, but I can't think of one positive experience that's if like, people had the 1910s. That's like World War One, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know history. I should know that. Um, normal history, non-medical history is not my job. It used to be mine, but I'm trash. <laughs> but I just don't think it was a great time. Um, so let's talk about these murders or attempted murders. And that's what I refer to them as because, like, she tried to kill a bunch of people. Some people fasted away in her little starvation oasis for, like, 50-ish days. They would be present for, quote-unquote, healing and end up as Oh my god. They would die and then hazard would be like on to the next. 
my God. Yeah. So she had set up like this little um, like cabin situation, but they were like shacks. They were like falling apart. And it was really, it's, they, she would advertise it as something like a beautiful camp. Yeah. But really, it's like dilapidated. Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. This sounds, sounds like torture. Yeah. No, I agree with that. This fully sounds, and people like paid her for this? Yeah. On purpose? Yes. Wow. And people, people did bring their kids there. <laughs> so some would come to visit um, and their families would find out later that they were dead. So they would come and no one would know that they had come to seek it, medical attention. Um, one former legislator was dead, was found dead there. He was like a 5'11 man and he died weighing less than 100 pounds. Oh my gosh. Yep. One random son of a British lord who ended up dead with a bullet in his head was there. What? Yeah, but um, he didn't have like money and I'm talking about money because she would like target people who had money to become patients so that when they oh. were almost dead, they would like sign away their <gasps> like inheritance or their... And she would keep it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Patients would end up in hotels or in the cabins on the property I was talking about earlier. Um, autopsies would list starvation, duh, as the car cause of death unless Hazard did them herself, which she often did. And then she would say anything other than starvation was the cause of death, even though these people would be like 80 pounds, some of them like 60 pounds. Okay. So I feel like I could give her a pass before anyone died. Like maybe she has misguided beliefs, but now that people are dropping like flies, you know what you're doing. Right. And she would always blame it on like the food that they had before. Or sometimes she would blame it on like, um, well, you had maybe uh, a disease when you were younger and no one diagnosed it. And now yeah. it's like killing you. This is why it's so important to just tell someone where you're going. Yep. Just tell someone. Have a sign. Have a little smidge of a sign when you're going somewhere. Also, if you're worried to tell someone that you're going to a terrifying camp, you probably shouldn't go. Don't like go. if you're scared of what they'll say, then like you probably shouldn't go. Yep. Agreed. Um. So... Linda Hazard would instruct the dying patients, or not instruct them, but convince them um, into giving them her estate and, like, their jewels and sign away property and stuff to her. So let me get this straight. Right. She was straight up murdering them. Correct. Or convincing them to kill themselves. Correct. And maybe also murdering them. Mm -hmm. And then just taking all their money mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Woof. Yep. She sounds like a psychopath. Yeah, she is. Exactly. And in fact, she got caught really because the scam was combined with the murder and attempted murder. Murder. Oh, here we go. Here we go again. A murder. <laughs> the attempted murder of twin British women. Do you know about them? Were they rich as fuck? Yeah. Okay. They were. They're two, uh, the two sisters, Dorothea, who went by Dora, and Claire Williamson, who did actually have money. And were hypochondriacs, which is like the perfect combination for Hazard to fucking vampire kill them. Yeah. Um, that's a great way to describe her, actually. She's a vampire. She blood is. sucker. Yeah. She's a blood sucker <laughs> and a money stealer. Trademark. <laughs> so these two were on a vacation and they saw Hazard's book advertised and also saw this brochure of her Institute of um, Natural Therapeutics. And these two were like all about it. And they headed off to try Hazard's fasting cure. So did they think they were sick? What did they think they had? 
So apparently Dora had um, complained of swollen glands and rheumatic pains, which is like aches and pains. Mm -hmm. And Claire had been told that she had a dropped uterus, which like uterine prolapse is like pretty common. And it's like when the pelvic muscles become too weak to support the uterus and it can be painful too. Okay. So they were like into alternative medicines, these two. Like they had like beliefs and their family did not support their ideas of like alternate medicines. Mm. Um, The description of the facility like drew them in and they were like super excited to feel better. uh, And they didn't want the scrutiny from loved ones so much so that they didn't tell anyone where they were going, but they just traipsed off into the world. That's a malpractice life rule. We're I'm calling it. This is our first one. Tell the someone where rule? you're going. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us. Find a Send friend. us an email. Send us a fucking DM <laughs> and we'll check up on you. We'll we'll holler back. I'm not playing. It sounds like she advertised it as like an adult summer camp. Yep. And that's like exactly a how people cleansing adult it. summer mm-hmm. camp. And that is not what they found there. I see it like modern times tricking like fit soccer moms into this. Yep. I do too. To be skimmy. Yeah. When they got there, they weren't actually admitted into the countryside facility, but instead um, Hazard had them in an apartment in Seattle. So they went to see her and she began treating them there. And they were, quote unquote, prescribed a thin vegetable broth, a cup of it twice a day. Broth. (laughs) Broth. That's a joke. That is a drink. If she told me that, I'd be like, you're playing games with me. No, that's what they had twice a day. They also had hours-long enemas in a bathtub. Oh, my God. Which sounds disgusting and painful as Sydney gasped. I'm literally clutching my chest like a <laughs> southern housewife. Like, hours-long enemas. Yes. And they would Have faint. you ever had an enema? Nope. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to I me. don't. I, for the sake of this episode, I looked it up because I'm like, I think I know what that is, and I do know what that is, and that's is not a good time. It's a lot to deal with. Are you going to explain it? Because I'm not. Uh, without sounding crass, you basically drink some stuff and shit your brains out. Mm-hmm. Like with the tube maybe up your... Yeah. Up your butt. <laughs> to induce more pooping. Yeah. Like but, liquid loss, basically. But if basically. you are only ingesting like two cups of vegetable broth a day... You're going to be insanely dehydrated. Correct. They would faint during these enemas in the bath. So they had like... um supported by canvas supports, like, straps across the bathtub. And they would just, like... No. Sh- yep. Mm-hmm. And there was pummeling massage. Pummeling? Yeah. <laughs> you like how I did the punching? <laughs> you did a punching motion when you said pummeling, and I was like, I know exactly what you mean now, and I hate it. Yeah. So that paired with enemas, paired with cup of broth, not even soup, twice a day. That literally sounds like an enhanced interrogation technique, and I'm not here for it. It really does, right? That's what I was thinking. This sounds like torture. It literally does. Mm. I'd be like, I'll tell you whatever you want. Like, what do you want? Well, stop giving me an enema. (laughs) Well, she began, Hazard, began asking about their businesses and offered to hold their jewelry and real estate documents at the office for them because they're so not safe in their apartment. I don't know. So they started being treated in February. By April, they were emaciated and delirious. She's a sneaky snake. She is. She's a sneaky snake. (laughs) They were then transferred to Hazard's Place in Olala by ambulances. And at that time, they weighed 70 pounds. Oh, my God. During this transfer, Hazard's lawyer was able to get Claire to sign a document giving 
25 pounds of silver to the Hazard Institute. In addition to that document, also made sure to mention that if they died, they were to be cremated under the care of Hazard and that she would get, like, their property and estate. Oh, my God. Yep. And she, Claire did sign it. It was like, it was like as though you signed something and you were, like, fainting. It was, like, not a super accurate signature, but she did sign that. For document. sure not informed consent. Right. If you're sure under, not. like, torture conditions. Yep. So this is when things get better. Well, not for not for Winston. Oh no. I know. So spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. So it's that's already like a lot for them. Mm-hmm. At the end of April, an old family friend, Margaret Conway, got a cable, which is like a telegram, from the sisters that sort of asked them to visit, but it was like strangely written. And it was so strange that she called her vacation, it was like in Australia short. And went to see them because of the way the wording of the telegram. She was like, something is not right. Something's off. Yeah. Yeah. So when Margaret arrived, I call her Margs. She was met by Sam in Vancouver. And on the bus, he told her that Claire was dead (gasps) due to drugs administered to her in childhood, which shrunk. Shrunk. That is not a word. (laughs) Shrunk. Is it? No, No. it's which shrank. Shrank. (laughs) Which shrank her organs. And that then, was never a problem until she showed up there. Never a problem. And then Margs was shown her body, which she said was almost unrecognizable. Like, even the facial features didn't look like Because she was 70 pounds. And then Margs was also told that Dora was insane. So, Margs was like, I want to see her. Yeah. I want to see Dora. They were reunited, and Dora was a skeleton living in what, of course, Margs saw was like a shack. She yeah. begged, immediately begged to be taken away from that place. But then took it back the next day when Marks came back. My gosh. That's not suspicious at all. Super suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't. That's on TikTok. Yeah. I love that. I like that when people do their shoulders like this. Don't be suspicious. We can get that. That's, Lizzie was saying that the whole time. Who's the hazard? What's her name? Linda. Lizard. I said it was Lizzie. She's like showing her the skeleton. Yeah. And she's like, don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be <laughs> Yeah, that's exact. That's probably exactly correct. She's probably like, don't be suspicious. Don't be like, that's where that trend breath. came from. Now I get it. Okay. Um, that's terrifying. So the next day, Dora was like, no, I take it back. Never mind. Margs was like, I'm not leaving. So she stayed with her, trying to convince her to leave and even tried to add nutrition into the broth from like, that was made from canned tomatoes. Was, that's where the broth came from. So she would try and add, like, flour or things to the broth. Oh and they would, like, watch her carefully, the people that worked at the facility. Wow. So Marg said that multiple times other patients approached her to get them out of the facility, too. And she noted that Hazard was seen wearing Claire's, the deceased sister's, clothes <gasps> and hats. And Marg said, right? No. And Margs finally was like, I'm leaving. I'm taking Dora with, with me. It was discovered that Hazard had power of attorney and legal guardianship as well as control of Claire's largest state. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So, Margs couldn't even take Dora away because she had, she power had of signed attorney over, over her. Yeah. She had signed over her power of attorney and guardianship to Hazard. Wow. Yep. This woman is a psychopath. Unfortunately for the psychopath, Margs is a ride-or-die bitch, <laughs> and she got a hold of John Herbert, the uncle of Dora and Claire, who came to rescue her? Rule number two: find you a find you somebody find you like Marx. Marx. <laughs> so Marx is like, uh, uh-uh. uh. But also, like at that point, Dora weighed fifty to sixty pounds. 
How is that even possible? Like you're basically you're dead. Yeah. So John, Uncle John, he comes and he's like, I'm gonna pick my little door up and we about to bust out this motherfucker. Well, catch this. In order to leave Hazard and her husband, I don't want to leave him out of this bullshit. He was very much involved in Implicit, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was like active in it, like oh. organizing things with her. They presented her uncle with a bill of almost two thousand dollars. And this is like 1911, so that's a good chunk of money. Yeah. Before allowing Dora to leave, they were like, you have to pay this bill. So not only did they steal Claire's inheritance and all her stuff, but they also wanted to charge the family for, like, holding Dora. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like a ransom, right? Yeah. It's a ransom. Literally a ransom. But he, like, negotiated it down, but he still paid, like, nearly $1,000. Which in today's money is, like, a a million dollars. So... They did leave. Like, they got Dora out. Phew. Now, don't worry, because Dora got well, and Dora was pissed, and Dora had a marks, as we all should, and the rich twins were actually British, and they pressured, the British government, like, pressured the county to prosecute hazards. Good. Because this is fucked up. And they said they couldn't afford it. The county's like, well, we can't afford to prosecute. Dora was like, I'll pay for it. Oh, I'll pay for the prosecution. Yeah. So that in August of 1911, Hazard was arrested on charges of first degree murder. Dora came back with a vengeance. Dora said, "I might be skinny now, and nearly <laughs> dead, but I'm about to fight you." She's like, "I ain't the one." I, she ain't the one. She I mean, if you got a Margs, you ain't the one. No, for real. So get, Hazard, get yourself an advocate. That's really that. That is really true. Mm. I love that. Do you want to be my advocate? I, you know, I do. You already. Are. I will like <laughs> kill Hazard real quick. <laughs> so. She was arrested, right? Hooray. There's like celebration in the streets. Not really. But Hazard was stated, uh, it's quoted as saying that she was being persecuted for being successful and a woman. And one of the quotes is like, I intend to get on the stand and show up that bunch. They've been playing checkers, but it's my move. I'll show them a thing or two when I get on the stand. That's what she said. How did it go when she went on the stand? However, her lawyer (laughs) probably wisely said, you are not taking the stand, you crazy bitch. (laughs) I wanted to sing that. I want my life to be musical. Okay. Well, it kind of is. Listen, that lawyer's probably smart. Yeah. I mean. Because she sounds cuckoo crazy. He should have gotten her off if he was real smart because she's certainly crazy. Like she is not mentally well. For sure. Um, It's also said during her trial that the judge had to reprimand her because she was always signaling to the jury. And she, like, didn't want to play by the rules. So, like, she never got to take the stand. So she was mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she would, like, signal to the jury, like, hey, hey, hey. Oh. Like, like stop. You can't or, do that. Yeah, you can't fucking talk to the jury. Leave them alone. And yeah. the jury was looking at her like, bitch, you crazy. <laughs> so at the trial, there's obviously going to be, like, scathing medical evidence against her. Nurses and staff members who spoke, spoke about the treatment of the twins because it was um, Dora who is paying for it. So it's, like, primarily about their experience. Yeah. But there's also, like, forged diary entries from rich patients saying that Hazard should get their diamonds and money and estate. So they brought up all of these, like, fake documents that the Hazards had, like, created. Wow. And it's like they compared it to write the writing samples. I don't know why people think, like, you don't have to write exactly like the person you're trying to be. Yeah. Because, like, they're going to look at it. It's like you're not even a very smart criminal. Right. Well, she did it for a long time. So I guess well, she was, like, kind of. Smart enough. So these financial starvation tactics were brought up time and time again in the conversation at trial. There are also rumors that dead bodies were switched out with healthier ones. So when 
Oh my God. Yeah. So that was brought up, but it was never like, like, what is it called when it's not confirmed? Yeah. But it was brought up that she would like had to deal with the morgue in the county and they would switch out like her little bones body for like other people. Like healthier ones. Yeah. But they weren't even, they didn't even maybe look the same. And that might be why it's like questioned why Marks was looking at Claire. Like this doesn't even look like Claire because it could have been like somebody somebody else. Wow. Yep. So I feel like this is all pretty damning evidence. Did anyone support her? Oh, yeah. At this time? Mm Mm-hmm. Still? Yep. I know you want me to say no. I do. But I gotta say yes. Um, She had loyal staff and even patients. Like, bitches be dying of starvation. Like, they were crazy. There's this man, John Hagland, who testified for her. This man's wife was Hazard's first victim in Washington. But he said he believed in her and even brought their son to see Hazard for treatment multiple times a week. Wow. Explain it. Make it make sense. It's a cult. Make it make sense. That's how cults work. I guess. They make you feel like you're doing the right thing. You not. How how did she keep these people roped in so long? That's what I don't get. I don't. I think you have people who want answers, like medical answers. And they will believe. If you, if someone's like going to the doctor and everyone's telling them that nothing's wrong with them. And then you go to the doctor and this doctor's finally like, I know what's wrong with you. Yeah. You're like do anything for them, I guess, because they finally made you feel like you were getting Validated. answers. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's why. Because these people are probably mentally ill. Exactly correct. And it's 1911 and ain't nobody have time for that. In 1911, they no. were trying not to die from like pandemics and diseases. Polio. Hello. Yeah. There's lots of bad stuff going on mm-hmm. and there's probably not a lot of alternatives. Right. Like if you go see like three doctors, like, how many more people can you see? Like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, thank goodness that the jury came back with a guilty verdict. Um, but it was manslaughter, not murder. So, I was like, well, explain that to me. Manslaughter is defined simply as the unlawful killing of a human being without malice, like, in the process. So, murder is the killing of another human being under conditions specifically like you are trying to murder them okay. so i think what they reasoned i think the jury saw her and they were like she is not well yeah so she can't have had malice like she really obviously believes what she's saying yeah so it's not like she was trying to murder them she was trying to heal them her idea of healing is just so twisted from what we would accept like as a normal society yeah for sure So if you get convicted of manslaughter but not murder, is there a difference in just, like, the sentencing? Yeah, so, I mean, murder, you be going to prison. Like, you going for a minute, right? But manslaughter is usually more, like, lenient. For example, like, she got a slap on the wrist and was only in, like, a labor prison for two years. For two years? Yep. Woof. Yeah, so, and while she was out, waiting uh awaiting sentencing two more of her patients died are you kidding me no i'm not kidding so she did do those two years of hard labor in a state penitentiary is what they call it um and then she and her husband moved to new zealand sorry new zealand we're like really sorry for you guys where she continued acting like a physician a dietitian an osteopath an author of yet another book and she became rich really yep Oh, man. I know. We cannot win. 
Then um, in the 1920s, this fool moves back to Alala. What are you I doing? Know, just stay. Maybe. You had to go to New Zealand. Well, and she built her dream treatment facility at Starvation Heights. Wait. So she went back and became a doctor again in Washington State? So the state of Washington was like, no. Nah. They pulled her fake original license that they gave yeah. her. Um, so she just branded her facility as a school of health where she oh. continued starving people to death. To death? Yep. Still? Yep. Even after she went to a labor camp? Yep. Oi. Oi, with the poodles already. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? I don't know, but I think it all the time when someone <laughs> says oi or they're like, say something that I'm like, oi. I say oi with the poodles already. I don't know what it's from. Okay, well, that's my new thing. <laughs> oi. Okay. Yeah. Um. Can you also please tell me that something bad happened to this terrible woman? Yes, I can tell you something bad happened. Yes. Her stupid facility <laughs> burned down in 1935. I hope that Margs went back and lit that bitch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Margs, don't check Margs for a take of gasoline because... She did it. I, not really, but like, I don't know. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then three years later, Hazard died. And she died while participating in a fasting cure from not feeling well. And that's probably guilt. That's why she was not feeling well. And you can't starve that shit out of you, bitch. No. Yeah, that's that's therapy only. <laughs> Literally. So the craziest part of the story is that her books are still out there. Like, Fasting for the Cure of Disease. And it's, I looked it up and you can get it on you Amazon. You can get it on Amazon? Mm -hmm. Oh, we need to boycott that. Well, I guess we already are boycotting. Yeah, fuck that book. <laughs> Um, how do we boycott it more? I don't know. What do we do? I just think you don't buy it. Like, I don't know where the money goes yeah. or who bought the rights to that book, but I just think that's crazy. There's probably a healthy way to do, like, intermittent fasting and things like that. Oh, but there's a reason sure. that it's intermittent. You can't just stop eating. Well, it's people do that, and they die. Or yeah. their organs literally shut down. I mean, it's just, it's, she's crazy like no one you should not stop eating yeah you should not do that this is a note to 17 year old me if i could go back in time you can't stop eating yeah it's not you were cool. so skinny i was so skinny and i think like i don't know i i feel that the real culprit in this is like manipulation and power again dynamics yeah. come up all the time because they she had control over these people. For sure. And these people really needed her. And she really took advantage of yeah, them. Yeah. People who were in a vulnerable state. Yeah. Well, at least she got hers. She did. And her facility is like in ruins. Still. I'm glad. This is going to sound twisted. Mm -hmm. But I'm actually glad that she died of starvation. Me because too. that feels like she got her comeuppance. Yeah. I, I love when you say comeuppance. <laughs> you do. Oi. Oi with the bulls <laughs> already. <laughs> I'm an old person. My I'm soul glad is that they God, they come up and... My soul is a grandma. Yeah. See the sweater? Yeah, you have grandma vibes today. Thanks. But yeah, that's her. That's Munda McCrazy Town Hazard. That was a crazy story. I know. You did a good job. I am I just couldn't believe when I started reading her story. And I also was like, oh, good, a woman I can talk badly about. Because I'm always talking bad about men. Yeah, let's let's throw a, a lady who sucks in there. That's Linda. That's her. That's Linda. Linda the Lizard. <laughs> Linda the Lizard Queen. <laughs> okay. So thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks for listening to Malpractice Podcast. Follow um, us on our social media. Our social meets. 
Leave us a review. Yeah. Send us some recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. We love an email. Podcast at Gmail. Yeah. DM us on, on the social media. I respond real quick. If you're from Washington State, please don't be mad that I said it's full of serial killers and hippies. <laughs> don't. If send us from, an email. Be mad. That's prove okay. Prove us wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Well, There's no 